What do you need to know before getting fillers or Botox? Dr. Wes is here to tell us. I'm Anita, and this is Care Experts. Today we're talking about injectable fillers and Botox with board-certified plastic surgeon Justin West of Cosmeticare. Thank you, Dr. West, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So let's get right into it. What exactly are injectable fillers? So anything that we use in a syringe, put through a needle into somebody's face or, or other part of the body would be, a, uh, would be an injectable. We've got the, the most common things we do would be Botox, which is for wrinkles uh, or any neurotoxin because there's a whole host of them. Um, and then fillers are really just about adding volume because one of the key features with facial aging is a loss of volume. So we want to restore that to make people look more youthful. So what exactly are they used for? I know you said fillers are to inject volume and yeah. Botox is for just for Relax muscles, yeah, okay. for wrinkles, exactly. So okay. whether it's pre prevention of wrinkles or whether it's management of existing wrinkles, exactly. Botox and all the other neurotoxins uh, mostly go after like the fine lines that people acquire over time after mm -hmm. a lifetime of animation. Yeah. yeah, and what happens when these fillers wear off? Uh, you come in and get more. So, okay. you know, we've gone through a lot of iterations over the decades for fillers. There's been permanent fillers like silicone that people used to inject in people's faces that can cause a whole host of issues. The, the trend right now is to use uh, short-acting fillers that last, let's say, anywhere from six months to a year. There's some that last longer, some that might be a little shorter depending on what brand you're using and what part of the face you're treating. But we really like the idea of dissolvable temporary fillers. Um, because if a patient, I mean, one reason would be if a patient gets filled and they don't like it, yeah. we can put in an enzyme and melt it. So oh, people might have their lips done and say, oh my gosh, I'm really self-conscious about this. This is more than I thought. I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel like comfortable going out in public. Yeah. You can make it go away. Whereas the old silicone that people used to put in, really hard to get rid of. Can you have the fillers removed, which it sounds like you can inject an enzyme. So if there is a result that the patient wasn't happy with, it's it's not permanent, it sounds like. Yeah, so not only can you remove it, but you can almost titrate it to the, the effect a patient wants. So if somebody comes in and says, well, my lips are too full, I like them more than I used to, but I'd like a little bit less, we can use small amounts. I mean, you can, uh, and, and and then you wait a couple of days to see what the effect is, but you can sort of, uh, you can eliminate it to the point where somebody's finally happy. You know, you fill someone's cheeks too, up too much, they feel like mm -hmm. a, a chipmunk, well, mm -hmm. we go in there and we'll, we'll, we'll bring it down five or 15%. Okay. So yeah, you can sort of titrate it to the look a patient is going for. Are there any risks associated with fillers? There are, I mean, in general, I would think filler tends to be a procedure that's really well tolerated. Are there complications? Sure, people can get infection. Fortunately, the rate is really low. People can have issues with skin necrosis where you put the filler too close to an artery, block some blood flow. We tend to know where those high risk areas are. The key is to stay away from those areas. And I think that's where patients, I think, need to really be thoughtful about who is the provider they're going to see. Do fillers hurt? I know you mentioned that there's certain areas of your face that you might want to be kind of sensitive or yes. avoid. Sure, there, there, there's uh, areas of the face that certainly have more a, a more dense population of nerve endings. Lips tend to be a little bit challenging for patients, mm. um, whereas cheeks are, are typically really easy. You know, in our office, we, do, we put a lot of time into managing the experience. We don't want to do things to, pe to people that hurt. We want them to enjoy the experience, to feel good about it, and then ultimately come back because they, they had a positive experience. When you hurt somebody, they don't tend to want to do it again. Yeah. So what we do is we put a lot of time into preparing their face. So we will use a lot of numbing in the office. We'll have a patient come in. They might sit there for 30 or 40 minutes with a topical numbing so that the area in, in question is nice and numb before we inject. Um, we use cooling. We use distraction. I mean, mm -hmm. even something as basic as tapping on the shoulder. There's little tools that we use that are vibrating tools to distract patients. And then most of the filler these days also have lidocaine or numbing, uh, a numbing medication in the filler itself. So you pre-numb them. And then as you're injecting, they're actually getting additional 
numbing going on. Oh, so wow. I would say, you know, in the it, with the right approach and gentle hands and the right product, people can have a really reasonable experience. Are there any side effects or maybe long-term risks that patients need to know about? I think the main thing is, you know, that, that patients come in fearful about is bruising because everybody okay. knows somebody who went and had Botox or filler and that patient, you know, their friend had a big bruise. Yeah. I think the things to be cautious about, don't come see us two days before a wedding because if you're that, you know, maybe 10% of patients yeah. who does get a big bruise and it ruins that experience, you're not going to want to do it again. You're going to be really upset. Now, I've heard various names for fillers. I know there's like Bellafirm, Juvederm, there's a whole host of them. So yeah. what are the differences between all of these? Most of the products that we use are based on hyaluronic acid, uh, which is something that's inherent in our skin. There are dozens of products. They're all formulated a little bit differently. Everybody has um, a proprietary way that they like to synthesize it. And most of the companies will have multiple different levels. They'll have a very smooth gel, then they'll have a more dense gel, depending on the effect you're trying to have and the area you're trying to treat. So the filler that you might put in, a, in the lips could be different than you're using deep in the cheek to really add deep volume. Oh, got it. So really, it really comes down to is, I don't know, I wouldn't say that any one product is better than the other. What you have to understand is, you know, there's a variety of tools that we have. I mean, we try to match the product that works well in any given surgeon's hand or provider's hand to the goal of a patient. So now let's talk a little bit about Botox. So what exactly is Botox and when would you want to use it to accomplish like what goal specifically? Yeah, so it's a neurotoxin to, and what it essentially does is it relaxes muscle. So, you know, people, the classic place that patients come in and we talk about their 11s, they'll have these mm. two vertical lines, yeah. right? Because people making angry faces um, or they're just stern. Um, but it's one of the first areas that people see. People also come in talking about their crow's feet. We see those lines because of muscles that we're animating to make different facial expressions. Mm -hmm. So you can use the neurotoxins, and whether it's Botox or any of the other products that we have these days, to relax those muscles. Now, some people will put so much product in that you get a frozen face where there's no more expression, and some yeah. people honestly come in asking for that. And if that's their aesthetic standard, that's fine. Some people want to have animation, so they don't have a stone face, but they want to have less of it. And in the course of doing that, you can see elimination of the depth of some of those lines. And how long on average does Botox generally last? The data typically shows that for Botox is about three months. And now there's some products that last a little bit longer. Some are faster onset than others. Um, but the bottom line is with all of them, they're temporary. And how would you help decide or like help a patient decide between if Botox or fillers are right for them? Well, it comes down to what their concern is. So when people start talking about their, their lines, let's say between their eyes, uh, their crow's feet, that's almost always gonna be a neuromodulator, something that relaxes the muscles. When people come in and say, um, you know, I look tired or, you know, my face is looking different. I'm, you know, Zoom has brought up all these concerns that people maybe didn't know how to express before because there's people are staring, staring at themselves, at places, yeah. you know, on, on their screens all the time. They're saying, I look hollow here. Or, my, why does my, why am I looking older? Um, and, and so it, the, the common denominator with most of those findings, it's, it's change in volume. It's either the volume is going away or it's descending. And so we can add volume where people have lost it. And, and it's a really easy, quick way to restore, to, to take years off of people's face. Is there like a specific brand of filler that lasts longer or a specific area? Like if you have it in your cheeks, yeah. it's gonna last longer versus your lips? Yeah, so for every brand they have, their even within their brand portfolio, they'll have some products that just last a little bit longer than others. And sometimes, but I, but yes, the, the facial, the geographic part of the face you're injecting also is part of it. So 
the classic one would be your lips, right? We talk all day, like we're doing right now. Yeah. And so in the course of doing that, you're gonna move product around faster than let's say your cheek, in the, in the deep part of your cheek, you, you animate your cheek, but not nearly the same Yeah, as amount. much as your mouth. And so there are areas that certainly tend to last longer. What would the average cost of fillers or Botox be? And I know this can definitely vary based on the product and how many areas you need to get done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, somebody might come in for, let's say, one filler of, of you know, a, a single syringe. And that product might cost, you know, to the patient, let's say $750. So what I try to do is say, look, I think over the next three months to six months, we're gonna probably have to inject somewhere between six and nine syringes. Let's do two or three at a time so that people see you tonight at dinner, they'll say, you look different, you look rested, or yeah. you change your hair. They don't know why you look better, but yeah. they know you look better. That yeah. to me is the ultimate result. So it sounds like, you know, for some patients that might want to opt for fillers or Botox, the costs could add up. Oh, um, sure. And, you know, just depending on what they want to do. And does your um, office at Cosmetic Care offer any type of financing for that? Yeah, I think in, in this age you have to. I mean, they, at the end of the day, nothing we do, unfortunately, is inexpensive. You know, our offices pay a lot of money for the product, and then we have to turn that around to the patients. Um, some patients come in and, and write us checks and put things on credit cards, but most of our patients, when the the, 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 vol the volume of work adds up to a big number, mostly are financing. So we use care credit. Care credit allows us to um, to make really reason to break our these total uh, costs into much smaller payments that the patients can integrate into their you know into their financial burden really easily um, and make it accessible. So now I want to just take a few minutes and uh, play our little rapid fire game called myth or fact. Okay, so I have three questions for you. Tell me if it's a myth or a fact. Yep. So the first one, myth or fact. Um, Botox and fillers can prevent new wrinkles. Uh, I would put that into the uh, fact category. Um, so there's patients where, uh, you know, they're getting to an age where they might typically start to develop wrinkles. And if we're going in and, and relaxing those muscles before they have a chance to overwork them and develop those deep lines that you can prevent or at least end up with wrinkles that are going to be less substantial than if you don't. Right, Botoxing it starting at age 20 is not going to prevent you, you know, make you look like you're 20 when you're 80. Yeah. But you, you, the, but the wrinkles that you will develop will probably be, they'll, they'll come on more slowly and they'll be yeah. less intense. So myth or fact that um, the result of Botox and fillers are immediate? Oh, that's a myth. Okay. Uh, for one, and it's a fact for the other. So oh, that's kind of like okay. a dual part there because yeah. you combine these, this into question. So okay. Botox, you do not see right away. And, it, and that applies to Botox or any of the neuromodulators because it just takes time to kick in. Botox, you know, we were talking about the range of anywhere from, let's say, three to seven days to see the full effect. Um, so <clears throat> for patients and for the providers, it's not as gratifying because they don't walk out looking with, you know, having the look that they've just paid you for. Yeah. And it's a little bit harder as the doctor to say, okay, did I use the right amount for this person's face? Because everybody's Botox number or whatever, however many units they need of any neuromodulator is going to be a bit different. So right. sometimes you get, it takes time to learn somebody's face to figure yeah. out, how do I get the result that we all agree is a good result for this person's face? With filler, it's beautiful because you get this immediate response. So, you know, even taking a lip and dividing into four parts, we'll start on, you know, this quarter of the lip and then we take the mirror and show it to the patient. We get to look at it and say, that looks really good. The patient gets to say, yeah, I agree, that looks really good. Yeah. And then we can decide, do you want to push it a little bit more? Are we okay? But you get this immediate result. So a patient will walk out looking like they expect to look. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. Well, the last one, myth or fact, you can fit a Botox or filler appointment in your lunch break. Big fact, for sure. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. this is something that doesn't take particularly long. It's not like a tummy tuck where you're there for the entire day. Yeah. People do that all the time. They That's come in awesome. for a lunch break or their coffee break or whatever it is, especially if they've had it before and we, we know the patient, we know their routine, we know that, hey, they're here for their three-month check and we know how many Botoxes. We make these little maps. 
absolutely. I mean, some of these visits can be five, 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so quick. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That was so informative. We learned so much about Botox and injectable fillers. And so I appreciate your time, Dr. West. I appreciate yours. Thanks. Thanks for watching. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. For more information, visit carecredit.com. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. Through October 31st, 2023, earn an entry for your chance to win $5,000 in the Let's Get Digital sweepstakes. Enter the secret word beauty in the sweepstakes hub to earn one entry now. Head over to the sweepstakes hub by simply visiting carecredit.com forward slash let's get digital. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 United States, D.C. and U.S. territories, 18 years of age or older, who have a CareCredit credit card as of 9-12-2023. Void where prohibited. Starts 9-13-2023, ends 10-31-2023. For official rules, including odds, free method of entry, and prize descriptions, visit carecredit.com forward slash let's get digital. Sponsor Synchrony Bank. All information, opinions, and recommendations discussed in this episode are for your information only. We believe the information sources are generally reliable, but because of possible human or mechanical error by the sources, Synchrony or its affiliates, including CareCredit, does not provide warranty to the accuracy, quality, or completeness of the information or any results obtained from it. Any statement or opinions in this episode are the doctor's alone, and included data was current to the time of creating this episode. Please consult your own advisors before using any of this information.